Welcome to Horopod. Right now, the world is experiencing the death process. With the pandemic, riots, people out of work, people stuck at home. Horopod exists right now to give love to the gods, to give support to the gods. People ask me all the time, what they can do for the world right now, what they should be doing for their neighbor, how do we join in community. And I feel like one of the best ways to help the world right now is to go fuck yourself. There's many ways we can be there as a community for each other. And I think right now is such a beautiful time to tap into what we love, and discover what we bring to the world. But I don't, I also think that's like a huge privilege that not everyone gets to do at this time. But my biggest hope, my biggest desire is that everyone in this moment in time can fuck themselves. And I mean that quite literally. I feel like in our world, masturbation is still super taboo, secretive, and kind of full of shame and even some guilt. I know for me, I had no one taught me about masturbation at all, and I used to get in trouble for it. I had no idea I was doing magical ritual. I had no idea that my fingers could create creative flow within my body that also affected the world. I don't want to spiritually bypass by talking about masturbation when there are huge fucking issues happening in the world. But at the same time, I also believe we have to take a second to make our body feel good for the physical release as well as the magical ritual that can occur through masturbation. In times of tragedy, we get horny. Have you noticed like in movies where there's like a funeral scene and everyone gathers and people are going in the bathroom to bone? It's because physical death brings this animalistic desire within us to create life. To masturbate is to energize our life force energy, our creation energy. It ignites the fluids within our bodies that helps us create and sustain human life. I'm 31 and I still feel fucking weird about masturbating sometimes. I have no idea why. Actually, I have some idea why. So when I was little, I experienced a tremendous amount of physical violence and sexual abuse, as well as some neglect and, you know, not getting proper nutrition. 
But I think from like the age of seven, I started compulsively masturbating. And I would like go in my room and hide and masturbate for as long as I possibly could. And I remember I would like shake and convulse. And I thought I was the biggest fucking freak ever. I remember my mom coming into the room and being like, Lacey, what are you doing? And I was like shaking and I couldn't verbally really explain what I was doing. And as I got older, I just just tossed it up to sexual abuse that I had been been sexually abused since the time I was, I mean, from what I remember, like three or four, but maybe younger. And so I just figured like that's why I was doing it. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I came out of the room and I kind of told her, but I was so scared and like emotional. I knew um, when I was being sexually abused, I knew that there was something bad about it. Whoever was doing it to me would hold an energy of secrecy and tell me to keep it a secret. So I think I associated everything sexual with this looming threat of secrecy, of something bad, of the darkness. So when my mom was asking me, I was very scared to tell her. And all I could tell her is it just like, it makes me feel better. I feel better. There was a deeper truth at that time of me being a seven-year-old and not feeling okay in my body me being a seven-year-old and feeling weak. I remember I would go to school and I would like fall asleep in the second grade. And I think it's because we weren't getting food. There were times uh, our parents would leave us at home without food. And I remember crawling up on the counters and opening the sugar canisters that were left on the counters and licking my fingers and sucking the sugar off of them. And I remember scraping some of the sugar out to hand to my brother so that he could have some of the sugar too. So just like on a physical level, I feel like my body wasn't functioning or feeling good. I hated going to school because I would just like feel nauseous from not really eating. And... I ended up getting like free lunches and being on the free lunch list. But I remembered at school, I started not feeling good either. And the thing that would make me feel good, the only way I knew how to self-soothe was masturbation. And I remember even thinking about it at school, but like totally not daring to do it at school because I was scared of other people. And I remember when I told my mom I did it because it felt good, she she got out markers. And she was like, Lacey, there's other ways to feel good in the world, and you have to find those other ways. Granted, her other ways were drugs. Um, and she was a teen mom, so she was like super young. And just um, not because of her age, but because of the drugs and her lack of nutrition, She wasn't mentally all there to like help me through this. And I think she knew on a deeper level something about sexual abuse had to do with it. But all she could really do was get out this packet of markers. 
So she got out all the other all the colors of the markers and she she drew designs on the bottom of my feet. And she's like, your feet can feel good too. Art can feel good. Colors blending together feels good. And I was like, yeah. And it did. And for a second, my mom sat with me. And I think when she would do little things like this throughout my childhood, even throughout the abuse and stuff, I think it clicked on something in my brain where I was like, art. Something about this art is going to help me be a healer. Something about this art, something about these colors and feeling good can help heal me and heal other people. But after she was done with the markers, she like went off with her boyfriend and I was just like home alone again. And I would masturbate. And I realized like, even as a young person, I could tell there was like pent up anger in my body. There was pent up pain, like physical pain from being beaten in my body. It didn't feel good to like do PE like the other kids. It didn't feel good to like walk. I didn't have like a lot of playtime as a kid. Uh, Since my brother was disabled, we weren't really allowed to leave the house. We didn't get to like go play outside with other people. So there was no, there wasn't a lot of sense of feeling good. And I don't think even in the best of households, even in households where there isn't a significant amount of trauma, I feel like we don't really stress the importance of play to the kids, to our kids. And then we wind up being adults with this pain that's like trapped in our bodies, this anger that's trapped in our bodies. And no one teaches us a beautiful way to feel anger, to release anger, is through masturbation. Yeah, I feel like all genders experience this, but probably experience it a little different. But I didn't know, like none of the girls at school would even admit to masturbating. And I feel like there's so much shame around it. But I do remember one time, and I don't know if I should say what grade I was in, but there was a girl who would masturbate in class. No one else really knew what she was doing, but everyone would make fun of her. I remember she she smelled weird, and she would make noises while doing it, just like right in the middle of class. And people made fun of her, and it like hurt me in my body to see this happening. Because I felt like I was the only one of the kids who like understood what she was doing. And she never really spoke. Um, But when the kids started making fun of her, like I just went to her and I talked to her and I just talked to her about like maybe like different ways she could do it. So she didn't do it in class. When I was talking to her, I found out that her dad had just died. So I think in the third grade then, and I feel like my guides were there and my higher self was there. And I think it like really clicked for me then. There's a lot around our own sexuality, our own masturbation that has so much to do with our own emotional and physical pain. 
our physical suffering. We're meant to be in a state of ease. We're meant to have flow, creative flow, emotional flow, the ability to cry, the ability to express anger. And disease is created with stagnation. When the flow stops, disease occurs in our body. Stagnant emotions cause stagnant blockages within the physical body and the energetic body. The word dis-ease is just dis-ease. Masturbation helps put our body at ease. And I feel weird talking about me masturbating as a kid, but I feel like it's an important idea of this pent-up trauma, this built-up emotion that we can work through in our own bodies. I wonder if we practice that as adults, like thinking of something that has really hurt us or traumatized us, and maybe not necessarily thinking of this specific example. It sort of depends on the individual. Some people do get off and heal themselves through thinking of their specific trauma that occurred to them. I know um, of people who use marijuana as an herb and edibles as an herb to help relax the muscles and help them feel more at ease going into a specific trauma, like writing a specific trauma down on a piece of paper, meditating on it for like five or ten minutes, and then masturbating while visualizing the trauma. Now, that is not for everyone, and I don't recommend it if it doesn't feel right in your body. Your body is your ultimate guide, your ultimate teacher, the ultimate knower. Your body is definitely going to know if something feels like truth to you, and it's important that you trust it. I've done readings and healings for people who are like, I'm fantasizing about my abuser or I'm fantasizing about a specific abuse and I am judging myself for it and I feel like a perpetrator myself. And I just want to clearly say, like, we we can, we are wounded in relationships and we can energetically go back to those spots if it feels right in our body. And bring healing to those timelines through bringing gentle touch to our body. Now, that's like a huge warning. If it's still at the point where it's too triggering to even think about, I wouldn't recommend doing it. But you can just think about the sadness you have or the anger you have. You can go be gentle on yourself. You don't have to like go, go fully into it. And you can slowly start. And if at any point it doesn't feel right, then stop. But I see masturbation as a form of prayer, of meditation, of manifestation, an act of the divine. So when I, before I do something that's an act of the divine, 
I call on my protection. I call on guides. I call on my higher self. I really like using candle work as protection, lighting a candle that I have put manifestation oil into or have drawn manifestations around. And then I call on the energy of safety, protection, healing, love, self-love. I only do what feels safe to me in the moment and I don't fucking judge myself if it doesn't. And if I start to judge myself, I allow that pain to come out of my body by journaling about it, screaming about it, crying about it, or just sometimes getting fucking pissed off and that's okay too. This is just like one way to deal with pain. It's one way of dealing with the frequency in our body. We can tap into different frequencies while tapping in to our pleasure zones. Masturbation is way more than just touching genitals also. It's a moment of self-love. And I, that's such a fucking triggering word for me, self-love. I fucking hate that word. So I I feel like I need to apologize for saying that word. It's such a spiritually bypassing word. And I remember so often people are just like, love yourself, Lacey, love yourself. So when I tell you to masturbate, I'm not just saying love yourself, but if you can, Hold an essence of love in the room. Envision love coming out of your palms and your fingertips. Touch your heart chakra. Touch your throat. Whenever you do anything sexual with a partner or by yourself, it's really healing for the body, the physical body and the energy body to make sure you have warm feet. Our feet are very much connectors to the earth, connectors to this planet. And believe it or not, a lot of people read energy from their feet. To hold the warmth through your feet is to hold the warmth throughout your body. Heat is part of creation. Like even when we cook, right? We make something warm and then the food is created. To, to be fertile is to have a warm womb, a warm stomach. We want to make sure our stomachs don't get cold either. Just in daily life, we want to keep warmth around our womb. Even if we don't plan on having children, the womb is the sacral chakra. The womb is where a lot of our creative energy comes from. So protecting the womb and creating warmth around the womb, protecting the feet. I know it doesn't like sound like the sexiest thing, but like big warm socks on your feet during sex, during masturbation. Um, if you're holding masturbation ceremony with self, like create a warm room, light a fire, light candles, even the idea of seeing a flame helps ignite the passion and lust within yourself. The butterfly pose is an amazing pose if if there's some sexual trauma going on in the body. 
So when I, if you don't know what the butterfly pose is, you can just Google like the yoga butterfly pose. But it's just when you put your two warm feet together and you let your legs spread apart and you kind of let gravity take your legs. But if that's too painful, you can put a block under each kneecap or you can roll up a blanket and put it under each knee for support. And the idea is to let the hips fall open to the earth, to let the feet touch each other. And this helps with circulation, with blood flow. Whenever we exercise or heal or even do magic or sexual magic, we want the blood to flow. The butterfly pose brings energy to people with ovaries. It helps bring circulation and blood flow to the ovaries. It helps bring circulation and blood flow to genitals, holding our womb space. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It's good to take like a second and fucking hold your womb. And everyone has a womb space. Everyone has the sacral chakra in which we can create from. Breathing and expanding that sacral chakra, expanding the belly and breathing out through the nose and just allowing your body to envision blood flow throughout it. Now, I feel like I'm jumping all over the place, but this is kind of what I do in readings. I use herbs. I use different yoga poses. I use different magical rituals for a certain topic. And so I feel like that's what Horpod is and will continue to be in a lot of ways is just a free podcast that has different ways in which we can heal ourselves. If at any point it doesn't resonate or make sense, that's okay. Don't ever force anything to resonate in your body if it doesn't, because it doesn't have to, and everybody is truly different. But I really wish, and I did this practice with myself where I went back to the seven-year-old me. And when I say I went back, I just went into meditation and closed my eyes. And I envisioned my 31-year-old self talking to my seven-year-old self. I told my seven-year-old self, you're safe. Whatever you feel in your body is fucking divine. And yes, I said fucking to my seven-year-old self because she heard cussing constantly. And I said, I am your higher self. I am your guide coming to you to let you know that whatever you want to do to make your body feel safe, as long as it's just you, is okay. I sat there with my seven-year-old self and hugged her and went outside with her and made sure she had food and told her it's okay to feel scared around this. It's okay to be nervous around this. It's okay that you kind of want to like run and hide now that your whole family knows that you're a compulsive masturbator. 
I listened to my seven-year-old self and I asked her if there was anything she wanted to tell me about it. And what she told me was that she was angry and that she didn't feel safe and that her muscles felt tense and her bones hurt and that she was being hurt. I told her that made a lot of sense because... When we grind our teeth, it's repressed anger. It's excess nervous energy. It's feeling like our body can't move or exercise because it doesn't feel safe enough. It's feeling a lack of hydration, of fluids, of flow. And so I brought her water. I, in this sort of meditation, which I know it sounds crazy and Don't fucking do it if it doesn't feel right. But I have found by bringing healing to old timelines, I simultaneously can bring healing to this timeline. So I went and I made, because I'm an herbalist and I rely heavy on herbs as guides, as I feel alone in the world. I'm trying to rewrite that story right now, but in a lot of ways, I've gone periods of time with no friends. I've gone periods of time of feeling very disconnected from family. And I'm an orphan. And it's a story that I'm really trying to rewrite, but it's a story that plagues me. So what's helped heal that for me is using crystals and herbs as my support system, as my friends, and as literally like my spiritual team, my guides. So when I was with my seven-year-old self, I was trying to be her friend. But I also brought a flower to her because flowers are medicine, flowers are food, flowers are nutrition. So the flower I brought her was hibiscus, pink. I brought her pink energy. Pink is like warm, love, fluff energy and all seven-year-olds need pink energy. I hate, I fucking hate that it's been used as this like frilly girly thing because it's all seven-year-olds need that fluffy pink cotton candy loving energy and the seven-year-old and you still needs that. So I brought her the hibiscus flower. I brought her flesh, fresh flowers of hibiscus and I brought um, dried hibiscus and I made her tea with hot water. I boiled some water with her. The reason I brought hibiscus and the reason you can bring hibiscus to your seven-year-old self is that it's full of vitamin C and it helps create that warmth in the body. We want to keep heat in our body, especially as the temperatures start to drop right now. We're leaving summer. It was just the fall equinox. Winter's coming. I think people... um, People really associate hibiscus to summer and the cooling effect um, iced hibiscus has on the body. But warm hibiscus and the fact that hibiscus itself creates circulation in the body, so it creates warmth in the body, which can aid in fertility, creativity. But this is like a healer for the divine feminine within us all. So if there's any part of you that feels like your divine feminine is in pain, I really recommend hibiscus. Hibiscus is also like 
really satisfying for sexual fulfillment. If you're going to do some healing masturbation with yourself, I recommend brewing hibiscus tea or drinking cold hibiscus. I recommend doing it with your partner, like drinking it as a ritual with your partner, looking each other in the eye before like using it as a love elixir. Hibiscus is a love elixir. It's a diuretic. It can, it tightens and tones the pelvic region. So it can quite literally make you tighter. It's healing for the womb space. It's very, witches use hibiscus to heal sexual trauma. So you can do it in ritual. You can burn the flowers in ritual on your altar um, as you chant for healing for your sexual trauma. You can mix um, hibiscus with Epsom salt and rose oil and take a bath. Um, If you have a tired, and I also gave it to my seven-year-old self because she was seven, but she was fucking tired. She was taking care of her little brother. She was being sexually abused. She was being physically abused and no one was giving her food. And she was still expected to go to school every day and perform well and not, you know, not be suspicious. So when that is going on with a seven-year-old, there's something we're susceptible with with trauma and it's like having a tired spirit. And that comes from a broken heart. And there's seven-year-olds out there with broken hearts right now. And if you have a seven-year-old around you who's hurting, hold ceremony for them with love. Make iced hibiscus. Put your love and intention in the hibiscus tea and drink it with them. It's not going to heal everything, but you don't have to heal everything. Sometimes we don't heal anything because we're so fucking concerned of healing everything. If you do one healing thing for yourself right now, your body is better for it forever. Our capitalistic culture is like grind, grind. Only do something good for yourself if you can create a ritual of it, if you can do it every day. You don't have to schedule this out. Just do it from your heart and do it whenever it comes up and whenever it feels right. Hibiscus helps relieve stagnant energy and it helps us clear blocks. I love hibiscus because it brings that flow, that love into my own body. So I gave it to my seven-year-old self and I hugged her and I told her I loved her. And I let her know at any point if she starts feeling scared again. She can call upon me, and I will come from another timeline to be a guide for her, to be a healer for her. To be a healer in this world is just to hold space for all the different selves inside our own body. And if we're able to do that, we might have a chance to hold space for other people and their selves and their multiple bodies. I love you guys. You can find me at LaceyFree.com. You can book a reading with me there if you'd like to talk one-on-one. A lot of what my readings are is just doing exactly what I did right then. If you've had a reading with me, we might have talked about this stuff because right now, I think a lot of the collective is going through exactly this. 
I feel like with all this death, with all this destruction, one of the most fucking healing things we can do is to bring new life energy through sex, through masturbation, through healing, through feeling sexy, through feeling vitality and vibrant. If you have any questions for me, or if you have any questions you want me to talk about on Horpod, you can leave me a DM on Instagram at Lacey is free, or send me a message on the website LaceyFree.com. Thank you for existing. Please, for the world, for the collective, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I get loud. Yes, I joke about sex when I am loud and nervous, but if you take me home, know that I will probably roll over and snore because my vagina is not a happy meal toy you play with once and throw away. No, my vagina is here to stay. My vagina is a vivacious, curvy woman dancing in the living room to Marvin Gaye. Skin causing friction as the hot breeze blows in. My vagina cannot afford air conditioning. It feels the seasons. My vagina is not a vagina. It's me, running for dear life, chasing chilly willy down the street with the only two bucks I've ever had, purchasing an ice cream cone as it drips down the lips. See, my vagina tastes. My vagina is you, coming too soon, and us doing it seven more times to make up for it. See, my vagina is not a vagina. It's a Sunday barbecue squirt gun fight. If you do it right, my vagina is not a vagina. It's a badge of honor, a hallelujah, a way to go champ. Lacey, you no longer try to kill yourself in the bathtub anymore. Lacey, you no longer cry over the men who stole your divinity when you were eight. See, my vagina survives. My vagina takes pride. My vagina is not a vagina. It's a mouth with the ocean inside. My vagina is a slip and slide. There are armed guards around my vagina, and your whole heart is the key. Your integrity is the key. Your magical powers are the key. Your honesty is the key. Your humor is the key. Your moves are the key. And if you don't have that whole ring of keys, this bitch will hold out for eternity.
thank you for listening to Horror Pod Friends. If you want to book a reading with me, go to LaceyFree.com and you can book a superpower reading or a sex magic reading or a holographic healing session. If you liked this episode of Horror Pod, please like, subscribe, and leave me a review. You can find me on Instagram at LaceyIsFree or you can hit me up at LaceyFree.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Mwah!